Hello and welcome to Let's Get Psyched, a program that explores controversial, challenging issues from a psychological and psychiatric perspective, as well as the implications for clinical practice. I'm your host, Dr. Al Atkins, a first year child and adolescent psychiatry fellow, in for Dr. Aaron Parks not joining us tonight. I'm joined by my co-host, child and adolescent psychiatrist, Dr. Tosha Yamaguchi. Hey, Tosh. Hi. We'd also like to welcome, joining us from her ethics fellowship in Poland, the newest member of our team, future physician, Yasmin Dakama, helping make our show happen. Hello, Yas. Hello. The views expressed on Let's Get Psyched are those of the speaker. They do not represent the University of California, Riverside or UCR School of Medicine. On today's show, joining us from Casablanca, Morocco, Dr. Rukaya Benjaloun. Rukaya is an associate professor of psychiatry, psychiatry residency training director, and department chair of mental health at Muhammad VI University of Health Sciences in her home of Casablanca, Morocco, where she attended medical school and residency. Rukaya practices psychiatry in the hospital and consult liaison settings where her clinical interests include psychosomatics, CBT, traumatology, mental health education, and addiction. To recharge, Rukaya enjoys authoring children's stories, playwriting, and boxing. Back to you, Yaz. Thanks, Al. So Rukaya, from part one of how culture in Morocco impacts psychiatry, we started exploring a bit about trust as it relates to trust between the psychiatrist and the patient. And wanted to talk a little bit more about that when there are possible cultural differences um, and cultural beliefs. So we'd love to hear more thoughts on that. When it comes to um, cultural differences uh, in building trust, I used to work in, in a very specific background, which is mine, which is the Moroccan background. I worked in Belgium for a year. And from this point of view of trust, honestly, I do not think that there is a lot of differences. Uh, and I am used to saying that I have my very uh, personal recipe for building trust. And share, I share it with my students and my fellows. I think that when it comes to trust with a patient, no matter what is the cultural background, uh, the first meeting is decisive. The first meeting is, uh, is uh, we say in French, ça passe ou ça casse. So either we gain, we gain the battle or we lose it. So we need to not to be in a hurry, to give enough time, mm. enough hearing, enough understanding and curiosity about this patient's background this uh, patient's way of thinking what's happening to him. So questions like, and what do they think about what's going on? And what this, does this come from in your opinion? And how can we uh, help you feel better in your opinion? What does work for you or not in your opinion? What have you previously tried uh, uh, as a medication or psychotherapy? So this curiosity makes the patient feel that things are tailored for him or for her that we're not just like yes. listening and say okay mm -hmm, uh -huh, mm -hmm, I'm, not, I'm not going to put no etc 
no, fluoxetine, ah, no, risperidone. So it's really about uh, taking the, 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 the patient as a whole, uh, as a whole, as, as a something much more complex than just a, a, a brain or a neurotransmitter that is not uh, doing his job properly. So uh, this is very, very important uh, about trust uh, building. I think that um, speaks so much to what I personally learned uh, in residency. I felt that with families or patients who might feel this is, um, for instance, I had one family from China who did feel like their child maybe does have the power to um, control the weather. I, I, I learned from working with families like this that sometimes it's better to just um, spend more time, more, more appointments with them before presenting kind of the medical perspective on what's going on. Yes, and we can also be very uh, basic in the way we address issues. I mean, I received recently a patient uh, somehow similar to the, 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 the case you're exposing, a lady believing that uh, um, her, uh, how can it, her sister-in-law is uh, doing kind of magic to uh, impact her negatively. And the whole family was just saying, yes, yes, yes. We think that these things are really occurring. And I was like, okay. Uh, we are not, and this family was trying to convince me that these uh, things are really occurring. I was like, okay, the issue is not about me believing you or not. The issue is not trying to prove that these things are right or wrong. The, the, the point is, I want this lady uh, to be less in pain because of this problem. So I can help uh, this idea take a little bit less space in her mind. Let her eat yes. better sleep better does everybody agree and we all agreed and little by little with this trust being built mm -hmm. i will i think i bet that in a few months i will try to just put a, a small quantity of doubt in this uh, 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 strong belief uh, shared by the family or shared by the relatives that maybe what's going on is a psychiatric condition. So the mm -hmm. clash is not a uh, is not a good idea. Convincing people is not for me a target in 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 uh, in uh, the the process of help helping them. Mm. Your guys' reflections are really stunning to listen to. Um, thank you, Okay and Tosha. I also wanted to ask a bit, Rukeya, the impact that culture in psychiatry has as it relates to making diagnoses as a psychiatrist. Yes, I think that well, I am broken to the bones. So I <laughs> I am at ease in, I, I, I know I, I, I'm a, I've been, uh, how can I, it's like a sauce and I've been macerating in it yes. <laughs> for 38 years. I'm 38. <laughs> so I know the codes. Uh, 
and uh, I'm, I'm I'm in my element. And I think that uh, uh, a psychiatrist from another background, a French or American or Indian psychiatrist, can be tricked because sometimes uh, it, it's not easy. It's, it may be tricky to uh, dissociate what what comes to cultural from uh, what comes to delusion or to hallucination or to mm. something that will has is uh, related to psychosis, for example. Uh, when we come, for yes. example, to a bad eye, uh, it's something that it's a part of our culture. And for some patients, it will uh, uh, grow in proportion, pr proportions and become uh, a delusion because delusions do not come from the air. I mean, uh, uh, it comes from what is important to us, what is our background. So when we believe exactly. in something, it will uh, feed and, and fuel our uh, our psychosis or our delusion. So I think that uh, having the codes, having the keys to uh, uh, read uh, this these uh, uh, cultural uh, uh, aspects is important. When I moved to another city with some slight differences in culture, I had uh, I, I needed a few months to 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 adapt. Uh, because I used to, uh, I, uh, my curriculum, I did it in Casablanca. I worked in Casablanca and then I had to move to another city in the south of Morocco. So th there, there were some differences and I had to adapt myself. So just to answer directly your question, yes. In Morocco, cultural uh, uh, issues, uh, questions uh, can sometimes in a very slight uh, word or expression or we can uh, miss a diagnosis, yes. Uh, let's say there is a Moroccan immigrant who's being assessed by an American psychiatrist in the US. What sort of tips would you give that psychiatrist so that they can come to an accurate diagnosis, You know, tips from what you know about the culture that would help the psychiatrist make an accurate diagnosis, be it depression, bipolar disorder, schizophrenia? For example, uh, for depression, the, the, the expression of emotions is not, people are not going to speak about sadness or uh, feeling down or feeling desperate. Usually what comes first is uh, anger. I can't manage my nerves. You have to dig a little bit to find your criteria of depression. So most of the time, uh, being sad is not a problem, I would say, but being uh, 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 angry, being impatient is going to be a problem. So we, we, uh, I teach my students and my uh, fellows to go a bit further uh, beyond this uh, anger issue. Another tip would be to ask the patient to give as much examples as possible in order to look for a pattern, to look for something that is going to be repetitive in order to uh, really say, okay, this is paranoid ideas, or these are, uh, 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 I don't know, uh, uh, a delusion about being manipulated or controlled, etc. cetera. Um, in order to make this difference between, well, maybe it's just a, a cultural background. People in Morocco, most of them believe that genes exist, that there is bad eye, etc. But it has, when a patient is has a, a, a psychiatric manifestation fueled by this, it will take more place, more space, 
uh, and uh, it will be overwhelming. It will touch all the areas of his life. Whereas cultural background keeps, uh, uh, how can I say, it it it, it takes less uh, less uh, space. And to finish, I would uh, the last tip is to ask for help. I mean, uh, it's okay to give a call or an email to a psychiatrist, a Moroccan psychiatrist, a psychologist, or a Moroccan mental health uh, professional just to discuss the case and say, well, I have a doubt. And what do you think about this uh, 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 thing that the patient said or expressed? So uh, I think that this could be uh, helpful. And read books, uh, very good books that can help um, approach uh, 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 these uh, cultural aspects uh, more easily. I wanted to ask, and then I know uh, Yaz has a question. I just wanted to um, make sure we define for the folks who weren't with us last episode, a gin, and then for the folks who were with us last episode, can you give a little bit more just, just to uh, kind of add, like, what would, a, what, is a, what would a specific gin act like or look like or uh, one, one that's common? And then uh, Yaz jumped in. <laughs> Well, I never met a gin in person, actually. I hope I will, never will. <laughs> <laughs> but a, a gin basically is uh, like a bean that is unseen, is invisible. It's like a ghost, but uh, it's not supposed to be dead before being, uh, this is the difference between a gin and the ghost. So a gin is something that is here, uh, coexist with us, but we don't uh, see them. And for some people, uh, they believe that these spirits, they, these genes can, uh, in uh, some situations and to a certain extent, control us or have an impact on us or make us uh, sick or ill. So this is a, a gene, like a spirit. Thank you. Um, if you're joining us, this is Let's Get Psyched on KUCR, and we're talking about psychiatry in Morocco with Dr. Rukeya Benjaloun. Uh, back to you, Yaz. Awesome. Yeah, thank you, Rukeya, for um, that explanation of Jin again. I, you know, similar to um, what you were talking about with the psychiatrist being honest with themselves and knowing when to ask for help as it relates to cultural elements that might impact psychiatric diagnoses. I wanted to ask a two-part question. Are there any European psychiatrists in Morocco, such as from France practicing in Morocco? And if so, are there culturally, like cross-cultural psychiatry trainings offered? As far as I know, uh there isn't many uh there used to be one psychiatrist in casablanca uh, a french one but i think he passed away uh but most of psychiatrists more than 90 percent of psychiatrists in morocco are moroccan so uh voila <laughs> most of them are, are, are moroccan if not all of them, let's say most of them to be statistically uh, accurate. What about in Ceuta, which is <laughs> for, for our listeners, Ceuta is a, is a uh, part of the Moroccan landmass that is uh, nationally pertains to Spain. 
I don't know. I have no data. I have no clue about uh, colleagues in Ceuta. So I'm sorry, but I cannot answer this question. <laughs> Fair enough. So I wanted to um, kind of ask a similar question about, you know, what your advice is for an American psychiatrist, for instance, treating a Moroccan immigrant in the U.S. What advice would you give them about how to um, make a treatment plan that would be particularly beneficial considering the cultural context of Morocco? Well, treatment plans are going to be basically the same. I mean, I don't think that there is a huge difference uh, in the way we run a treatment. I mean, we, we decide, for example, if you take the example of a patient that has panic attacks, okay, so there are uh, uh, medication to take and there is some measures of uh, control in respiration and relaxation, etc. Okay, so we know the basic stuff. So um, this, this, uh, this psychiatrist will need to take his time in order to explain everything, explain the whole plan. Maybe a migrant Moroccan patient will be a little bit more shy about asking questions than uh, an American. I don't know. I never uh, practiced in America. But I think that uh, the, the advice would be to be generous in explanation and uh, ask if the patient has any other questions and if, if he's afraid of something. This is a question I ask very, uh, I'm relaxed about it. Are you afraid or are you, do you have any fear about taking this medication? Have you heard something about this me medication? And the patient ends up saying, well, the cousin of the uncle of the, my aunt once told me that the neighbor took the paroxetine and uh, she had these side effects. And then we discussed that, yes, statistically, some patients can have some side effects, but et cetera, et cetera. So patients can be shy um, and... Uh, it's helpful to uh, anticipate questions and help them uh, uh, emerge. That's a great question. I, yeah, I love that. I, I sorry, I feel like I'm hogging these questions, but I'm, it's so interesting, this conversation to me. Um, I want to ask in Morocco, what diagnostic manual do you guys use? Do you guys use DSM or ICD-10? Yeah, we use DSM. DSM. Our Bible is DSM. Yeah. Yep. And some, do you have in some feelings? Situations, some colleagues use the, the ICD, but most of us use the DSM. How do you feel about ICD and DSM? Do you uh, have particular criticisms? Do you feel they do a good job? Do you feel that they translate to Morocco? They're doing a fair good job. We have the same questions. These are the... the, 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 the endless discussions in all psychiatry meetings, uh, endless discussions about the DSM, etc. Uh, the way uh, categories can sometimes be limited and then dimensions, dimensional uh, approach versus uh, categories, etc. But Essentially, I think that the DSM is doing well, as well here as in other countries, with the same uh, advantages and the same uh, uh, things too that have to be uh, improved, I guess, in further versions of the DSM. But it, it works well. Mm. And, you know, considering that majority of 
practicing psychiatrists in Morocco are Moroccan. Do you feel that there are any demographic differences within the psychiatrists that do practice in Morocco? Excuse me, demographic differences? What do you mean? Yeah, as in um, if there's more female psychiatrists or male psychiatrists. Yeah, 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 sure. As well as ages too in practice. Uh, the future of psychiatry is uh, very good looking, young and uh, beautiful and feminine. <laughs> the idea is, uh, 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 in general, uh, uh, if you go to a med school, you will meet much more girls than boys. So in all uh, areas of okay. Morocco, it's very, very, very feminine. Uh, in surgery... Uh, intensive care, etc. We we have more boys than girls, but in all the other uh, specialties, there are more girls than, than, than boys. So uh, psychiatry is very, very feminine and more and more feminine and uh, younger and younger. Mm, and even looking at um, the, like the spacing of psychiatrists across the country, Yes. It sounds like there's far more psychiatrists in the urban cities, far less in rural cities. Are there any things that Morocco might be doing as a country to reduce that gap and have more psychiatrists go to rural regions? Um, What applies to psychiatry applies to other uh, areas of medicine. We are in lack of uh, uh, surgeons, gynecologists, uh, gastroenterologists in remote areas and in psychiatrists too. I think that what needs to be done, we can copy some uh, experiences in other uh, countries that uh, specific regions, for example, if I am a region, an area in Rocco, and I, or in other country, you know, and I find that I, I need more uh, uh, stuff more people I will try to make myself more attractive to them uh, maybe uh, helping them uh, because because I think that uh, uh, a psychiatrist or a gynecologist is a human being he needs to put or uh, dig his roots somewhere and we we are going to uh, take roots in a place in which we can imagine ourselves living there for more than five or 10 years. And these areas Mm. need to um, have this platform of facilities for doctors and teachers and engineers and judges and everyone. And by doing this, the region is going to evolve herself from, for his people. I don't know if you, if you, uh, so it's it's um it's the way of lifting it up for everybody. If uh, a, a, an, an area that lacks doctors make more schools, more hospitals, more swimming pools, more uh, everything for doctors, everybody is going to take benefit from these uh, facilities and these uh, spaces to live in. See what I mean? So it's it's very basic, but in certain mm-hmm. remote areas that there, there are no hospitals, there are no schools, there are no roads. So it's very difficult for a person coming from a big city who spent more than fifteen years studying to imagine himself or herself uh, uh, living there. 
I want to ask, we have just a few minutes left. Can you tell us just a bit about how the pandemic affected the practice of psychiatry in Morocco? Uh, During the pandemic, effectively, it was very complicated. Um, A lot of uh, psychiatry, uh, our colleagues in private practice uh, stopped their practice. In hospital, the priority was given to COVID-19, etc. We went through several months of lockdown. So our patients uh, found it difficult to reach us. Uh, Working personally, working in a general hospital, I did not stop seeing people. But I felt the fear, except uh, especially during the few months, the first month of the pandemic, uh, I, the, the hospital I work in welcomed patients with COVID-19 and we were taking them in charge. So uh, outpatients were like anxious about coming to us because we had COVID-19 on hospital and they didn't want to get COVID-19 uh, uh, when they had to come for their psychiatry appointment. So uh, all of us, and we started the phenomena and uh, we published papers, etc. We had the wave after it of anxiety, uh, worsening of uh, depressive patients, relapses among bipolar and schizophrenic patients, uh, a lot of um, uh, suicide attempts, even among uh, younger patients. Um, our colleagues in pedopsychiatry were just completely uh, 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 they had a lot of work after the end of the, of the lockdown because uh, 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 children and uh, adolescents were really, really suffering and a lot of uh, suicides among them. And uh, I think that we still, we're not, we're not back to normal yet. We still mm-hmm. work on it. There's still this fear of uh, each time uh, there is a, a more cases of COVID-19, each uh, mini wave or each wave is very, very, is the source of a lot of anxiety for, uh, for everybody. Yeah, <laughs> I'm into that. Uh, and that's all the time we have for this edition of Let's Get Psyched. Today, we discussed cultural psychiatry in Morocco. Thank you to co-host Dr. Tosha Yamaguchi and to our newest team member, Yaz. Thank you, Dr. Rukeya Benjaloun, for joining us. If you have comments, questions, or suggestions for the show, you can write to us at getpsychedonkucr at gmail.com. And we would like to promote a friend of, uh, a friend of the show's work, uh, Dr. Marshall Forstein of Harvard Medical and Cambridge Health Alliance. Um, his book, In Loss and Grief, Personal Stories of Doctors and Other Healthcare Professionals, is out. Um, in this book, internationally renowned doctors and other healthcare professionals who are experts in cancer, end-of-life care, and bereavement share unflinchingly honest and raw first-person perspectives of life-altering losses they have experienced in their own lives. Doctors and other healing professionals are not typically inclined to share their own vulnerabilities, and that's what makes this book particularly special. If you liked this episode, please subscribe and post a review. You can listen to extended versions of our show or past episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. Our producer is Elliot Fong. I've been your host, Al Atkins. Tune in next week for another edition of Let's Get Psyched.